thought that women are attracted to men. From the first assistant director of the second unit of Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. A lot of it has to do with having a good body. Well, you ain't got no good body. I have a great body, and I get it by doing reps. And the production assistant of the video, Know Your Friar. Without a sedan? You don't remember? Do I remember anything? Comes the adventure of a lifetime. If this machine falls into the wrong ass, the world as you know it will become a world as you never imagined it. guns! Oh, I just pooped a little bit. Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie film for theaters. An animated epic featuring three all-new backgrounds and five characters. Did you see that chicken guy running around? Then this chicken. <laughs> that guy was weird. Zero Golden Globe nominations. Stop hitting yourself, boy! Bring the whole family. Because children can't get into rated R without an adult. Aqua Teen Hunger Force Colvin, the movie film for theaters. I don't remember any of this. Welcome back to Owls Only, the Adult Swim podcast. I'm your host, Bryce Hope, and this is the podcast where we drive this plane into that brick wall. And I'm here with a very special guest today. He runs the amazing show Dancing is Forbidden, and I have Ronnie Neely with me today. Hi, everyone. I'm Ronnie, and uh, you was a good kisser. <laughs> Such a. I honestly think that Oglethorpe is like the underrated MVP of the Colin movie. I agree. I agree. Like, I, I didn't have time to rewatch both of them, and I already know what I wanted to say about, right. like, Plantasm, so I only rewatched Colin movie before I did this, and, like, they're all, they're all the MVP, but I think Oglethorpe especially is, like, the biggest MVP of that movie, because everything he says is fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it's kind of funny, because I rewatched Plantasm, and a little bit of colon movie film for this. So I like that we both rewatched <laughs> different films. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So we are talking about um, both Aqua Teen movies. We're going to do like kind of both of them in one, because I feel like if I tried to do just one on this show, I would just end up talking about the other for half the time anyway. <laughs> yeah. Good point. So I want to like combine them. So I actually have a question for you because I don't know, were you, were you at the Comic-Con premiere last year? I was not. No, no, no. I followed it like I saw like when people uploaded it the next day or whatever, but I or at least the panel part. But no, I, yeah. I didn't see the film there. No. So I like I honestly surprised that I was able to actually go to that. It was like an extremely last minute thing. But I like I bought New York Comic Con tickets at like the like the last possible time. And I was like I was working at Target at this point. I was doing like Target Cafe. Mm -hmm. And I remember because like nobody comes to Target Cafe. So I was just like sitting there like waiting in line for like the San Diego Comic-Con like passes to grab the one for the um, Plantasm premiere. It was fucking crazy. But um, so yeah, that I feel like I, I will honestly say that I like Plantasm a lot. I know a lot of fans mm -hmm. don't, but I do think that a huge part of my love for it 
comes from the fact that I was there in that room with like, you know, the thousand Aqua Teen fans to watch right. that. Because I feel like that added, added so much to it. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. so which one, we can just get into it. Which one do, do you like better or do you think they're both kind of tied for you? Honestly, because I you 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 didn't answer this question. You just said when you saw Plantasm, but I personally I like Plantasm more. I think it's objectively the better film. I think people might get caught up in is it a better Aqua Teen film, which is yeah. obviously subjective. But yeah. I think like the writing is a lot tighter on Plantasm, and more so, it's it's really what I wanted from an Aqua Teen film because. I didn't see colon movie film in theaters. I don't know how I didn't know it came out when it came out, but I saw it in 2007 or 2008 on DVD. A girl yeah. I was dating at the time had it. And I I saw it and I was like, oh, I didn't even know that they had a movie. Yeah. And so I remember like the beginning was great. Like the whole uh, intro bit with the the snacks and everything. And then it just kind of becomes a long episode. And I'm just like, when is this over? Like, it's just like, it, it was so long and so kind of meandering that when pl- I knew Plantasm was coming out, because at that point I was doing the podcast, um, I knew that they were going for a more traditional film approach. And then that's what they delivered on. And that's what I wanted. Uh, it, in my opinion, if they're going to make a film, I want it to be a film. I don't want it to be a long episode, if that makes sense. So I actually liked Plantasm the most. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So I am actually I am uh, quite a bit younger than you because I was seven when the first movie came out. So um, I, I got into Adult Swim when I was like 13 years old. And mm-hmm. the Aqua Teen DVDs were like a huge gateway to that because I bought like volume two and three. And that was just like, mm-hmm. it like it was a hu- it's like the reason why I keep doing this is mm-hmm. just like it all goes back to like me discovering those two like Aqua Teen DVDs but um so i remember i watched the Colin movie on youtube and then i did eventually get the dvd and i think that there was a tumblr post that that's going around for years where it's like you have to watch Aqua Teen when you're young cuz like it'll immer- it'll you have to immerse yourself in Aqua Teen <laughs> when you're young and yeah. i think that like me because i don't know why i fuck i loved colon movie so much but i really did love it when i was like a teenager and i just rewatched it like over and over and over again until that dvd like fucking fell apart <laughs> and um it is like it's wormed itself into my brain where it goes it's gone back around to now i think it's maybe like the funniest thing i've ever seen in my entire life like <laughs> it's it's wormed itself in there. Like the only two things that are up there with it are like both seasons of like Adam Reed's Frisky Dingo. Mm-hmm. Like those three are just like these perfect pieces of like adult swim comedy that are just like constantly in my brain. I feel like I quote this movie more than like more than any other Aqua Teen stuff. Like I just, I'm just constantly like pulling lines from this thing. But um, that is, I do think that you're absolutely correct. I think that Plantasm is the better movie. But I do think that um, it's really interesting because, like, it, um, both these movies, like, none are kind of well liked by the fan by the author. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, because like what your complaints were with um, colon movie that is like something that I've seen forever, and um, also people hated Plantasm. Like a mm. lot of people did not like Plantasm. Yeah. yeah. I see it repeated a lot where people say that it's not like an Aqua Teen movie, but I honestly, I love Plantasm. Like, I think it's super, super, I think it's interesting that they did this because um, 
something that I've noticed about like Dave and Matt's work as it goes on is that like especially towards like the like later squid billies you can see them like playing around more with like really good animation mm-hmm. and then also genuine like pathos for these characters um did you watch any of like the last season of squid billies at all um I caught the last episode I watched that one okay so you know yeah so um like that that show ends with them giving like genuine like closure to like yes. Rusty as a character, mm-hmm. and I've also noticed that like Twelve Ounce Mouse when that came back, like they that had a bit of an animation upgrade too, and they were doing more like revealing more plot secrets than you might think they would. So I feel mm-hmm. like there that's been like their new sort of trend in like yes, the late yeah. 2010s, early 2020s is like making their shows not just like the space ghost format of just mm-hmm. like you know like lo-fi animation and just like complete shit post and mm-hmm. so i when they announced this movie at first i thought like oh this is going to be like death fighter like i thought this is going to be death fighter mm-hmm. and um but i was really intrigued when they said they're getting like bento box to do like like animatics for it and they're talking about like you know how it's going to have an actual plot and be an actual movie because that was i was i already knew that was like the direction like they were going with their work in general Mm -hmm. but i was so excited to see them with that take on the aqua teen characters because i feel like they'd never really done that before in a way that wasn't like completely tongue-in-cheek like the Mm -hmm. uh, like it's skin cancer episode (laughs) um but yeah so i think i think um this, these two movies, they really couldn't be more different in, like, approach and also in, like, how they were marketed because mm-hmm. um, William St- – by, by the time Plantasm came out, William Street is, like – it still exists, but it is, like, functionally dead. Like, William right. Street is functionally dead by the time Plantasm comes out. And so mm-hmm. um, it gets almost no promotion. They do the Comic-Con event, which was really fun, and – they just kind of put it out on Blu-ray and air it on cable. And that's it. Like there's no promotion for Plantasm. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, something that I like to do a lot is like a um, got fucking weirdos obsessed with like old adult swim stuff is I'll just watch like hours of like commercials and stuff. Right. About, mm-hmm. Like 2007 adult swim. Mm-hmm. And especially around this time, so much of their entire block is just about like advertising this movie to you. Mm hmm. Because obviously the elephant in the room is the um, Boston bomb scare, which is promoting this movie. Mm-hmm. So like the Boston thing happens. And then um, also it's kind of crazy that, that like they paid $2 million um, to like the city of Boston for this. The guy who ran Cartoon Network had to step down and they still like put this movie out, which is kind of awesome. Yeah. I, you think they would have pulled it. <laughs> I feel like today, they, I feel like they might've pulled it if it happened today. I agree. I think they probably would have. But, um, so, like, they they built this movie up so much. Like, they had mm-hmm. the deleted scenes episode in season four, mm-hmm. um, which I think that I the way that people feel, like, about Colin movie is how I feel about the deleted scenes and, like, the deleted movie on that DVD. Like, I think there's there's definitely good lines in there. Like, I love when um, Ignata's, like, um, it's so dull and he's actually making progress about like Carl cutting off his knee with a butter knife. (laughs) Yeah. There's good stuff in there, Mm -hmm. but I do think like, that's the, like, I, I can't, can't stand like most of that stuff in there. Yeah. Like a lot of the stuff I think was good that they cut. I mean, it's mostly a lot of that Carl stuff. Like you mentioned, there is an interesting scene at the very end where, um, 
it's revealed that basically the entire film was Meatwad just playing with his dolls. Like he was just making all of that up in his head, oh, which yeah. I which I liked because I think that kind of justified it having been so kind of meandering in parts because it's like, oh, well, it was Meatwad playing with his toys. I kind of wish that they kept that part. Yeah, because I thought I thought it was funny. But um, yeah, like you're right, because they had like Bob Odenkirk and Dana Snyder doing stuff to promote colon movie film and like you said with plantasm there really wasn't but i assume the pla- the budget for plantasm was also a lot smaller so they yeah. didn't in- invest as much in promoting it i guess yeah like i was thinking about too because like i keep on thinking about more stuff like they did, they did like the 10 deleted endings they put on like mm-hmm. the website and stuff like that mm-hmm. um obviously they did the april fools 2007 gag where they played it in the corner mm-hmm. which is fucking awesome and like people have been wanting them to do that again like every year since i've always seen people <laughs> saying they should do that yeah. again like on whatever whatever adult swim thing is coming out that year um the world premiere was space ghost which is on the volume 5 dvd did you ever ever do you ever watch that yeah, yeah, yeah. Where George Lowe is like interviewing people on the yeah. on the premiere night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've Fucking that. love that. It's so good. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, I was able to go to the world premiere of Plantasm, and I do want to talk about like that experience for a little bit because mm-hmm. I think that heightened my enjoyment of Plantasm like way more. Like I still think it's a good movie, but I feel like experiencing it in that mm-hmm. environment definitely heightened it because um. So we had like that. I'm sure you've you've definitely seen the like the panel beforehand. Yeah. Where yeah, so we had like the Q&A mm-hmm. panel. Um the guy who's dressed up in he's dressed up like H John Benjamin's like human version of Shake. He mm-hmm. asked the question he asked the last question. I was in line to ask that question so I'm glad that he got it in because I probably wouldn't have made it in. Right. But he asks if um Plantasm is Death Fighter and Dave like definitively says no, which I think mm-hmm. is interesting because like I couldn't tell for years if it was a shit post or not. And I do think that um that Matt wants to keep it closer to the chest and Matt will definitely like mess with people more about it if they mm-hmm. ask. But I Dave, like in that moment, Dave saying no, that felt like it was like a real answer. Like I feel like that was him like being like, no, it's not real. I feel like that was mm-hmm. him actually like telling us that it wasn't right. real. Right. Right. Um, I mean, Death Fighter. That's a, that. That could be a whole other podcast. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot to get into there. Like all the lore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like all could, the and lore. like I, I don't know if you've seen, but like Bob Pettit posted something on Twitter. Like he came up with the title as a joke. Like he was testing out a font or something like that. And yeah, so I I don't know. There's like so many different components to it. And if anybody listening is unfamiliar, Death Fighter is the uh, supposed. Uh, intended follow-up to colon movie film for theaters that they all these years later are still saying that they want to make but nobody knows if it's real or not yeah i on i really don't think it's real just because dave, i think dave said it was like a t-shirt design mm-hmm. and then also um i f- like i feel like if they really wanted if it like if they had that script ready to go i feel like that's what they would have done when they got greenlit for the second movie um well i asked matt about that and he said and I could, again you don't know if he's joking or not but he said that um they needed like a bigger budget to do it so that's yeah. why they didn't do death fighter <laughs> yeah uh yeah i honestly have no idea but um i so yeah so this it was just such a good experience they were super hardcore about nobody filming any part of the movie mm-hmm. like they had people there they said like th- they said they're gonna send people like walking around with night vision goggles to make sure people weren't recording stuff <laughs> on their phone yeah so they were super serious about that shit but um 
so yeah like the one of the best parts of the movie for me was when they did the um the run the jewels opening mm-hmm. because i i think that song is probably the best like i don't think that the animation for that opening is as good as the animation for colon movie but i think that song is the best aqua Teen opening song I agree that like I think on its own like I would just listen to that even if it had nothing to do with Aqua Teen it's like just so good it's so Absolutely. undeniably good but um so like a thing about like Adult Swim too is that like I'm like I'm a bit younger like I'm like 23 so I grew up more in like the 2010s where like mm-hmm. people watched Adult Swim but it's more like Rick and Morty and Eric Andre so like I didn't grow up with like a community of people that like I mean I got my friends into it but like I've never been with like a large group of people that all just like knew what Adult Swim stuff was mm-hmm. and so like seeing the like the crowd reacting to Plantasm like it felt like a fucking Avengers movie which right, was like, right. crazy like I remember um when like that intro starts with like the um space jam like parody and stuff like that like the entire room was just like cheering like it was like a fucking avengers movie and there were multiple <laughs> points when they were doing that like um when frylock like quits amazing to go back to like the rest of the aqua teens that was like a huge like cheer moment when like mm-hmm. the aqua teens get rescued by carl from like the plants and stuff that was a big like cheer moment it was just it was so surreal and it was such like it was such a good theater experience you know yeah uh-huh uh-huh yeah and, and i regret not getting that uh with plantasm which with plantasm is more understandable because it was shown what once in a theater once, yeah. but with cole and movie film i just like i wasn't aware it was out and i i, I, I wish i was able to see it in theaters and they, they i think last year or no it was this year i think they went to, to santa fe and did a showing of colon movie film with like Dave, Dana and Jay Edwards. Yeah. Uh, but I wasn't able to go. I, I already had something going on, but uh, so hope I'm, I'm hoping that they'll like take these movies on the road or something and give more people that experience. I'm a big proponent of, I think that um that should be done more in general. Like I feel like um something I did earlier this year is I went to the um, night mission Hill showing mm-hmm. and which is, it's so fun to watch like, Cart, like adult cartoons in like a theater with people because it like just the just like the um just like the ambiance is like or the, not ambiance not the word i'm looking for like the just the vibe of the audience it's great and so mm-hmm. i would i think like all these adult swim movies should have had like at least a fathom events release like like a one yeah. night yeah. fathom events release mm-hmm. but um so yeah like i do think the approach is just so different here but I can, I, it is kind of like um, each movie gives you a different version of like what an Aqua Teen movie could be. Mm-hmm. Because I think Colin movie gives you like, okay, so this is like, the Colin movie is like full on like shit posty like Aqua Teen where it's just like, it's just stupid the entire time. Yes. Yeah. And I do think that this, it really tests people like the Colin, Colin movie really tests people. And I think, but I do think that um, it has something that Plantasm doesn't have, which is it has all the side characters. Like it's yes. got the moon, it got the Moonanites, it got the Plutonians, like MCP pants, and the cybernetic ghosts show up. Like Doctor Weird and Steve are in it, obviously. Like everyone mm-hmm. is in this movie, and they all have like relatively important stuff to do. Yes, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Plantasm doesn't have, and I mean, obviously, Seymour and Croker has passed away by then, but Plantasm only has like. The Aqua Teens, Carl, the Moon Knights, and Markula. Like, it doesn't have, like, any of the other um, side characters. Mm-hmm. But, um... We get a couple of visual cameos, but that's unfortunately yes. it. Yes, we get, like, Willie Nelson in a cameo. Mm-hmm. 
and i think there's like a scene with like all like a bunch of like the villains and like yeah just kind of like a bunch at once they're just like here you go here's a bunch of their feet in a yeah, dragon like, costume like, enjoy in like the group costume mm-hmm. um plantasm also looks amazing it's yes. so well animated like it's one of the mo- it's one of them like it's so cool seeing these characters get to move more than like mm-hmm. three frames at once. Mm-hmm. But um, oh yeah, also something that the Colin movie does is it kind of attempts to do like an origin story, which I think is it good. It's an interesting move for like their like theatrical movie. It's like yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Let's do an origin story, but let's do it in like the most aquatine way possible, which is just like fucking around and like hinting at it and like. Right, kind of right. recreating the ending credit scene, but not really. Yes, yeah. And like the first twelve minutes, like I do think those are like it is probably like the best part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the mastodon part with yes. the um, snacks, and then mm-hmm. just, like the entire like opening scene that's kind of like a re like a recreation of the um like the end credits, but like not really. Mm-hmm. That stuff is all great, and the intro is all great, but um. Yeah, I do think the first 12 minutes of that movie are kind of, like, the best part. A lot of people say it's where it peaks, and I don't, like, fully agree with that, because I do think that it's enjoyable throughout. Yeah. But I feel like, like I said, I, there's, like, a, there's, like, a parasite in my brain that attaches me to colon movie, and I feel like if you don't have that parasite, then this movie can be, like, extremely grating. So Mm -hmm. I fully understand why, like, a lot of people, like, aren't too high on it, but... I have noticed since Plantasm came out, a lot of people are turning around and saying that they like love Colin. <laughs> oh, actually, Colin movie that was pretty good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're you're right. You're right. And like, I'm surprised how much I see that now. Like, especially on Reddit, you and I were kind of messaging about this. That as we record this in the past like month, there's been a few posts on the subreddit of like, am I the only one that doesn't like Plantasm? And then all these people are coming in like, yeah, it sucks. Colon movie film is amazing. But I feel like I didn't see that many people talking about colon movie film before Plantasm came out, honestly. No, the general consensus about colon movie film, what from what I remember, is people saying that like it sucks. Like, like before Plantasm came out. But um, but yeah, so colon movie gives us like, I feel like colon movie gives us more of like, what you'd kind of it's so weird because they both give you what you'd expect from an aqua teen movie but in different ways like mm-hmm. Cone movie mm-hmm. gives you like here's origin stories and like all these characters that you love from the tv show and it's also like shit posty and funny but plantasm is a real movie and they tell like a real mm-hmm. story about the aqua teens like splitting up and coming back together and like there's arcs for the characters it gets like a big upgrade in animation whereas Mm. like the colon movie is animated exactly like the tv show is and like i was honestly like i knew it was going to be more serious but i was like blown away by like how the last act of plantasm is it is like a full-on like action movie it is yeah 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 which is really fun because like that's something we never really gotten from aqua team before like the everything from like like them fighting off the plants in front of like their house to mm. like the end with like um the aqua teens doing like the mad max thing or frylock and the Neils are in space mm. fighting like the moonanites it is like like it is almost like a fucking avengers movie with, like two different plots with like one going on in space yeah. and one going yeah. on on earth and stuff like that mm-hmm. but um i've seen also a lot of people complain that plantasm i've I honestly, I have never been a fan of this criticism in any kind of media, but I've seen a lot of people complain that it's too like topical for Aquatine, but I really don't get it. I think it's, I, yeah. 
I have I always think that stuff is funny. And plus, I've also noticed a trend where like a lot of Adult Swim characters are just getting like a special or a movie or an episode where they get to fight Amazon, which I think is really fun. <laughs> I haven't noticed. I mean, to me, it's not topical. It's like it's the world that we live in now. Yeah. It's so just like, life. what are they what are they supposed to pretend like it's still 2007 or something like it doesn't. Yeah, it's just life like right. talking to Amazon isn't even topical. It's just life. Right. Exactly. But um, I also love both movies have really good guest stars. Um, the first one has H. John Benjamin and um, John Glazer as the cops in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And they also have Bruce Campbell as Chicken Biddle, the fourth Aqua Teen. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have Tina Fey as their burrito mom at the end. Yeah. They have Fred Armisen, too, playing uh, Lincoln. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. So first one has great guest stars. Second one has, like, it's so cool how they, like, updated it to have like more like guest stars from like the world mm-hmm. of comedy in like 2022 mm-hmm. because like um we have peter serafinowitz is like both neils obviously and he fucking kills it he's awesome in this movie i've never heard him without a british accent so like, <laughs> like yeah good point good point <laughs> like i've never heard him like with an american accent so i'm mm-hmm. like i guess that's peter serafinowitz like i it just sounded weird to me mm-hmm. but um Paul Walter Hauser, who is killing it currently on this season of um, Apple TV's The After Party. But every time he talks, I just hear like I just hear um, fucking Elmer like Mm -hmm. from Phantasm. So Mm -hmm. he's he's kind of like the main like both the Neils are the antagonist, but he's also Mm -hmm. one of like the main antagonists. Um, And then we also have like Joe Firestone from Joe Para Talks With You is one Mm -hmm. of like the IT people um john wilson from how to with john wilson is like an he has like one line he's like an amazing board member right like that and you have like tim robinson mm-hmm. um from i think you should leave as like one of the um fraptaculants and stuff like that like it's just full, robert smigel is w- one of the fraptaculants it's just full of all these mm-hmm. comedy people that like it's so it's so fun how many guest stars they're able to shove into this movie right and and you you bring up a good point that like Plant has so colon movie film when they have a cameo like if they have Neil Pert showing up as himself or they have um, Chris Kattan showing up as as Walter Mellon or, or whatever his name was, yeah. um, like those are like look it's a cameo like this is that person but on Plantasm they have big names just playing characters you're not really focused on who's voicing the character as much or at least you're not supposed to yeah. they're just a character in the in the film and I don't think they really did that that much in. Uh, colon movie film it was more it was more focused on just the aqua teens which i think that's why people might be upset about plantasm is that the focus wasn't just on the aqua teens like it was more on the story as a whole yeah as opposed to just the characters they spend a lot of time on both neils in plantasm mm-hmm. and i think that is the i think that i honestly do think that is the main reason why it turns people off because like it's just it, it is a tried and true thing with cartoon fan bases where if you introduce a new character, it is going to be like people are going to are going to fucking hate it, especially if it's like a reboot thing, you know? Right, right. And I do think that putting so much because they do like they do put a lot of time on the needles, which I like. I think that stuff is good. I love all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it's definitely something that a lot of people weren't expecting from an Aqua Teen movie. And mm-hmm. I think that's why they did it. Because also a big thing too is that Frylock doesn't really have much screen time with the Aqua Teen in this movie at all. Because like for most 
of the most of the movie he's with neil either like with him at a mason or when like he goes into space with them in like the third act so he's mm-hmm. not he doesn't get that much screen time with the aqua themes and i feel like something a lot of people were wanting in this movie were like um the three aqua scenes together interacting and like, bouncing off each other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which also i feel like um because also i think a lot of people were like oh this is going to be like one of the last aqua teen things made i feel like people were expecting it to be sort of like not a finale but like kind of like a bigger way to send off the show but then right. they announced five more episodes that are coming which mm-hmm. also first first mentioned on your podcast by the way which is awesome. <laughs> yeah which i didn't know if, if matt was fucking with me or not so i didn't know if i should believe it or not <laughs> yeah um but so yeah like they're coming out with five new episodes i'm assuming they're just going to keep making aqua teen for a little bit um i don't know like adult swim has been like very much in limbo since um william street was killed in 2020 mm-hmm. and they've been like getting a lot of new stuff like weird stuff going on with like the i love the superman show they have out right now but like that's it is very clearly just like a kid's show mm-hmm. and they have like checkered past going on and all that stuff but um i feel like they're gonna keep making aqua Teen just because they know people like it and it's just something they can make for like not too much money mm. so i have a feeling we're gonna get like another good couple seasons out of aqua Teen. yeah i mean at least I, I i hope so but like if it continues to do well and it's so cheap to make then it's just like a good business move yeah on their part to keep making them because they can make them quick and you know for, for cheap but like if, if i can take a step back because i think something that we're kind of hitting on here with why people didn't like plantasm as much would be expectation but also um i guess awareness of what's going on with aqua teen because like i'm very much obviously in the aqua teen world because of my podcast and yeah. you're a huge adult swim guy so you know what's up as well yeah and before plantasm we got the aqua Dong side pieces so it's like we just got 10 shorts of, that were very fan servicey about yeah. villains so for me going into plantasm i was like i don't need this to be fan servicey because i just got these aqua donks earlier in the year and then as we know they're coming out with new episodes and i think most people don't know that i think most people don't know about aqua donk side pieces i still have listeners longtime listeners messaging me like what are these aqua donks where do i find yeah. these and and i'm kind of and not to you know talk shit about people that's not what i'm doing i'm just like like i like I've posted them so many times. Like, how do people still not know? And then same same thing with the new episodes. Most people don't know that there's new episodes coming out. So I think a lot of people, they just saw Plantasm and they thought that's all that we're getting for the first time in seven years. And that's all that we're going to get. And then they're like, oh, well, that's not what I wanted. But I think if people understood, it's like, no, there's more, there's more of what you want coming out. And also the Aquadonks are very much probably what you wanted. Like, it's okay to have different kinds of things uh, in for them to play with this this brand in a different way and, and i think that's kind of why i was accepting of it and i'd i'd be interested if i wasn't doing my podcast if i didn't know these things my reaction to it probably would have not been as good as it was yeah definitely i think also with that um like I think that this movie is it's so different from everything else they've done. Even it's so different from like the Aquadonk stuff too. And mm. I feel like um this is like gen- I feel like this is genuinely a story they wanted to tell. And I feel like it's more emotional for Dave and Matt in a way because like these are like 
I mean, obviously they started on Space Ghost, but like these are the characters that they like started with. And these are the characters mm. that like, you know, have sort of defined their careers. So I feel like they're attached to them in maybe a different way than they're attached to like the Squid Billies characters or the Your Pretty Faces Going to Hell characters. So mm. I feel like wanting to tell an actual story with the Aqua Teens was something that was like important to them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is just like the way they ended up like making it. And but yeah, it is it is come down to expectations and awareness because like so much content is just like so much content. Like I know you know about Aquadonk, but they made like ten Rick and Morty shorts, ten Robot Chicken mm-hmm. shorts, and ten Your Pretty Face shorts. A lot that were ordered alongside Aquadonk, and I don't think anybody has seen them except for like me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, I like I only knew about the YPF ones because I like I was just like, oh, let's see what Dave did with these compared to aquadonk like i mean you're right they didn't and i think that goes back to like you said they didn't really promote plantasm on adult swim and i think that's kind of the same with these shorts people just don't know about them yeah like i don't think i feel like if you surveyed like a hundred thousand rick and morty fans i think like 15 will have watched like all 10 episodes of like the vindicators (laughs) like like mm-hmm. youtube series they did mm-hmm. it's so it's it's bizarre like the way like just the way they're doing with the they're dealing with the properties right now is like very like bizarre like, i think these movies were also ordered through like warner home video or something it's like a different mm-hmm. division technically of like warner from adult swim or something it's it's weird but um i actually um i'm not gonna say who on mic but someone from aquatine um i was in a discord server with them in like 2020 and like summer 2020 and they actually mentioned like this like plantasm being made which is interesting because i feel like um we also found out that the venture brothers guys were offered their movie like when they got canceled in early 2020 so i feel like they were building up to the they were they had these movie announcements in the works for like a way longer than than we think they did mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm but um so yeah it's just it's so it's so interesting like everything with this with this fucking movie like i do love um i do i do love splitting the aqua teens up to see like where they go without frylock mm-hmm. like i love meatwad working at the um like the dog pound right right and shake being homeless and like um like carl well- trying to sell his house and stuff well, I, I think it's funny, and I, I don't even know if I've mentioned this on my podcast. I might have, but they, I mean, Bryce, you'll know if you grew up with the volume two and three discs, is that they did that in an episode, the episode The, where Frylock yes. moves out. So I, I like that they kind of returned to that concept, and we and they took it a step further, because in The, Frylock is only gone for a little bit, but in Plantasm, we got to see him gone for, you know, however long, like yeah. a year or, or years or whatever. So I like I, that they return to like a, a thing that they did before, but in a different way. There's there's great stuff in the, but that's that's actually one of the episodes on. That's like the only episode from volumes two or three that I actually don't like as much, just because I think the eye stuff is so gross. Like it's, <laughs> like the raw chicken stuff, like it just like it's just mm. it's just so gross. But um, I've I've come around on it though. When I was like a kid, I used to not like those like that episode, but um. <laughs> Yeah, I've noticed that that's sort of like a running theme with a lot of these movies too, because they do that in Metalocalypse. Where like, I'm, like I talk about in that episode, so like whoever's listening to this, can go listen to that. But they do like a, a similar thing where they return to like a concept or a theme from an episode and like mm-hmm. explore it deeper in this movie. But um, yeah, it was just like 
I think that entire, like, I do think that the first half of Plantasm can definitely be, like, a little hit or miss. It, it, it all depends on your enjoyment of, like, the Neils. But mm-hmm. the second that, like, shit really goes down towards the end, I feel like it's all just, like, perfect. Like, it's all, mm-hmm. like, just, like, like I said, it's exactly what you'd want as, like, an Aqua Teen fan from, like, an Aqua Teen movie. To see right. these guys, like, doing, like, actual... Because, mm-hmm. like, the joke for years has been, like, oh, they're just, like, you know they're crime fighters but they never actually do anything like that but it's so right. fun to actually see them in action yes. like doing shit like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's so mm-hmm. fun mm-hmm. but um yeah i do think that um i do th- i will say though i do think the first one is just a lot funnier for me and mm. i think the first one hits way more about the first one like the first one hits more about what i love about aquatine which is like how purely fucking stupid it is Right. And, like one of the moments that I have like written down in my notes here that um I always think about a lot is like the scene where the three like the Plutonians and the cybernetic ghost show up dressed as the Aquatines and they're like <laughs> they show up and like they're fucking around and they're being like, you know, kind of silly. It's believably the Aquatines, but then the real Aquatines show up and like Shake just knocks on the door and then just immediately like spawns a flamethrower and like <laughs> kicks the door open and like starts just, like shooting everything with fire. Right. And Meatwad, like, nukes Space Ghost and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it's just such a good contrast between, like, okay, here's the Aqua Teens. And here's, here's the real Aqua Teens. Like, here's right. the, mm-hmm. like, just, like, also, like, I feel like, I do love the new animation, but I feel like um, the limited animation is so funny. Like, the... Mm-hmm. The way they use like the puppet, the puppeted animation is so funny. Like Shake spawning that flamethrower and Frylock's eyes just like widening. Like <laughs> yeah. it's so funny. And also mm. um another one like that is I always think that when Shake has like his like his mouth is just like open in horror, I think that's like the funniest shit in like every episode when they do like I think that's like the mm-hmm. funniest piece of animation they have. Is when, just, like, when Shake is shocked at something, you know like something's going on. <laughs> Yeah, like when they um like the like arguably the best joke in that movie is when um they see Carl strapped to the bed after Doctor Weird like cut off all his muscles mm-hmm. and then Meatwad's like, "Oh God, Carl, Richard did that lollipop," and then like Shake <laughs> is just standing there yeah. in like horror. It's so funny. Yeah, like, yeah. And I do think that um like the way they they like throw themselves around too in like where they're just like. They have no like they they move, but they move as like one solid piece. Like mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. in the scene where he's like yelling at Frylock to bookmark like the bra page, like Frylock just like picks up his entire body and just like tosses him as like one single unit, you know? Mm-hmm. And like it's hard right. to describe what I'm saying, but like um I do think that like that limited animation can lend a lot to the humor. Mm-hmm. Oh, like there is there is really funny stuff with um uh with like the new animation they have in Plantasm too. I'm really excited because we know that um with these five new episodes, they're making it through Bento Box, so it's going to be the plan. Uh, no, it's it's going to be Floyd County production. Floyd County, so like, fuck yes, yeah, yeah. But my understanding is it's supposed to look like similar to the movie. Like I don't think it's going to be as like animated as the film was, but it is going to yeah. be more in that vein. But I, I think something that people don't. And something that I didn't even realize from the film until watching it this morning was that they do kind of have segments of the older animation style. And I think it is intentional because there are flashbacks at the beginning of the film. And I noticed that those flashbacks are very much like they're a little bit nicer looking, but I think they do try and make them look like the show 
yeah uh, which which i did appreciate that they 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 were like look we know what the show looks like normally but like, like so we're gonna show it a little bit in the film the only one that isn't that has been more well animated is the basketball one where he like breaks his like yes, giant yeah. leg. Yeah. That one, I remember that one got like a huge laugh from the audience. Like that was like maybe <laughs> the biggest laugh of the audience was yeah. him, like breaking his leg like that. Also, something too, another reason why I think these movies should have gotten like a Fathom Events release, I think, is that um in like the subway scene when um Frylock is like getting on the subway, like in the background, you see mm. like the bush wizard and like the um like the that's rocket girl. I don't yes. know if they have, like canon names or anything, but like you see them in the background. And like I saw that because I saw it on like a theater size screen. I couldn't mm. I can like barely make that out on my TV, you know? Sure. Yeah. No, yeah. And especially because they're yeah, they're back and they're they're in the dark. I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah you're right. And like Frylock's, um, Frylock's like fridge has like a free MCP pants like um, magnet on it. Oh, like, I didn't catch that. That's funny. These are all things that you see when it's like blown up on a huge theater screen mm-hmm. that you don't that you don't get um, when it's on like. T- I mean, you you can get if you look hard enough, but like it's mm-hmm. it's obvious to you when you're like seeing it on a theater screen. Also, speaking of like quality and resolution stuff, when I know they said on your podcast that um plantasm movie was gonna be the only adult swim movie to get a 4k release mm-hmm. i can't believe that was fucking true <laughs> like i thought that i know was, i know. I thought that was 100 them doing a bit but no that's true right even real. even even now i thought you were about to say oh metalocalypse got 4k I, I, that's what i thought you were gonna say i was like oh there's no way aqua teen's the only 4k but i guess it's still it still is. It is. There's no Venture 4K. There's no Metalocalypse 4K. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know if you've ever seen Metalocalypse. Yes. But that yes. movie looks fucking insane. Oh, I did. I haven't seen the film, but I've seen clips, and it looks very nice. It looks. It is unbelievable how good that movie looks. Like, especially compared to the first, like the first couple seasons of that show, mm-hmm. it is unbelievable how good that movie looks. But I do love how like all these Ultimate movies, except for like maybe Venture Brothers, just because Venture Brothers already looks so good. Like all these movies got like huge animation upgrades, so I think does add to like how cinematic they feel. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Plantasm, like you said, like Plantasm does feel more cinematic than like Colin movie does. Colin mm-hmm. movie is there's like a review somewhere where someone described it as hitting like a play all button on it on like a DVD of Aquatine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I kind of agree with. It is kind of like watching like eight Aquatine episodes in a row. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Plantasm is like this cohesive like cinematic movie, you know. Right, well, you're touching on so- yeah something that I think we should address is that the way that these films were made because Colin movie was made it was very laborious. There was lots of rewrites, lots of retakes. It took them two years to do Colin movie, which yeah. explains why it's so disjointed. I think and they did make it kind of as separate episodes. Like they knew it was going to be a movie, but that's kind of how they approached it. While Plantasm was done very quickly, very uh, intentionally, like they storyboarded it as opposed to the previous stuff. Yeah. And like, I, I, I'm just interested that they, you know, did these wildly different approaches. But for plan for our for colon movie films shortcomings, I, I, I was just talking to Dave about this the other uh, week. I, I, I told him, I'm like, I'm glad that you guys got to make a film in the style that they pioneered like they yes. invented that whole way that aqua teen was made nothing else was made that way at the time so i'm even even if colon movie isn't a perfect film i i at least appreciate that they got to use that process and make a film with it for the good and the bad absolutely and also like something that i've been thinking about too with like the difference between these two movies i do appreciate how they're so different because um I don't, are you a beavis and butthead fan at all yes yeah yeah, yeah. 
So did did you like their second movie when that came out last year? Yeah, I I, I thought it was fine. I like it didn't blow my mind, but I I liked it. I I think it's I think it's pretty good. I like it, but I do think that um that movie is almost like beat for beat the same movie as Do America, but just worse. You know what I mean? I can see that. Yeah, I I, like, I see where you're coming from. Like whenever I feel like I want to watch Do the Universe, I'm like I can, or I can just watch Do America again, which does mm-hmm. everything that does but better. Uh, yeah, but I, I do think this like these two movies are such wildly different experiences Mm -hmm. and i'm glad that it wasn't just like the old style because it would have been it would have probably just been like a maybe better or maybe worse version of colon movie yes and i'm glad that it's so radically different because you go to these two movies for like much different experiences right right um oh yeah also like i'm just jumping all over the place but um best guest star in this movie is um killer mike is boxy brown <laughs> yes yeah that, that was like maybe that's maybe my favorite joke in the movie is mm-hmm. killer mike is boxy brown so mm-hmm. fucking good right um, it's just yeah they're both well, the thing the thing too about uh killer mike is that of course he's in run the jewels which did the theme song but he was also in the boost mobile episode back in 2005 so oh, yeah, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't even his first like aqua teen from you know experience like he was he actually was involved <laughs> for for a while you can also tell in that run the jewels theme that they know what aqua teen is and they love it mm-hmm. that's something mm-hmm. that i love about that theme is they they because like um, Run the Jewels is that I'm pretty sure like I don't know if this is like confirmed true but I'm pretty sure it's like um, like a, like known that Run the Jewels got together because of like um, guys at Adult Swim I think it is true yeah I think it's true and like Killer Mike obviously was on like Frisky Dingo for both seasons and he's in like that Boost Mobile episode and um, he is like you can tell that these guys love Aqua Teen and it comes through in that song. Cause there's like deep cuts in that song mm-hmm. that like, you know, that you, that you have to be like an Aqua Teen fan to like know what, what they're fucking talking about in it. Mm-hmm. And I do love that. Like you can tell that these guys like love Aqua Teen. Well, I, I appreciate that because are you familiar with uh, in colon movie film, the band cameo was supposed to make yes. a cameo and yes. I, like that song that they did. Cause you could, they on their YouTube channel on cameos, YouTube channel, they have a video of them working on that, like with Matt and Dave. Yeah. And like, you could tell, like, they don't know it, it, my impression at least is they don't know what the fuck that this is, or, or maybe they kind of know, but like the song is so uninspired that it makes sense to me that they cut it from the movie because it just wasn't that good. Yeah. So the inverse of that is, like you said, run the jewels with like a banger of a fucking track that is very inspired and very just you could tell that they liked doing it as opposed to Cameo's laborious kind of song that they put together. That also kind of goes with what you were saying about um, the different processes for this movie, because um like they that seems like a like a part of the movie they spent so much time on and like because you see those animations they did of like the cameo guys pops up everywhere on those Mm -hmm. dvds and stuff Mm -hmm. and it's like you can tell that they like spent a lot of time doing that and it's just like not in the movie at all yep um it is interesting like the this like the process there because it is so like it is so like not disjointed but like all these different things they're working off this movie also another thing similar to that is this movie comes out in the same year as the simpsons movie which also Mm -hmm. has like a very similar thing where there's just like like they ship out burger king toys for that movie with like different designs that are in that are of like main characters that are in the actual movie Mm -hmm. like 
it's just like that same kind of thing where it's like they had so much stuff that went into like years and years and years of making this movie. Whereas like Plantasm, you can tell it was a much quicker like, okay, we got greenlit. Here's the script. We're going to make yeah. this script. We're going to make it like I feel like they tried to make it funnier, maybe get more like mm-hmm. guest stars on it. But it feels like they stuck to like the core of that script which is obviously like a much different approach from like mm-hmm. how they do, how they did like colon movie. But, um, but yeah, I just, there's just like colon movie to me. Something I love about it is like, there's so many little pieces of dialogue that I catch in there or like little touches that I think add to like, it's, it's like the mark of a great comedy for me. Cause another movie that I love that does that is like super bad. Like super bad is like another thing like that, where you can catch like something there's not every time you watch super bad or like every time you watch like a season of frisky dingo, you can catch something in there that you've never caught before. It's like the funniest right. thing you've ever heard. And mm-hmm. this movie has that factor for me. Like um, one of the things that I love is when like, this is not like a thing you have to catch. It's pretty obvious, but shake like jumps out the window at the end, because to me, that just feels like he's just been waiting for this episode to end and he's <laughs> like sick of it, you know? Right. 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 Like, right. He, he's cut off both his hands. They've been doing this for, so he's just waiting for his episode to end. So he just fucking jumps out the window. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. so funny, but um, yeah, like it's just, that kind of I love all that kind of stuff with it where it's just like there's just so much like packed into it that you can like really like catch with like rewatches mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but um well if I could talk about cold movie film really quickly because I don't think I kind of outlined my relationship with it oh yeah um, definitely go ahead so I I'm really interested because you said you had the volume two and three discs because those are the same discs I grew up with too I got into Aquatine in like 2004. I was like 10 years old, so I was yeah. like pretty young getting into it. And then around the like after like later 12, early 13, I I stopped watching it for some reason. So like I I saw a colon movie film when I was like 13 or 14. So um, it, so to me it's interesting that like I wasn't more into it because I still was very much in that. It's not like I was that far removed from loving the show. So when yeah. I saw a colon movie film, I I, I was kind of like. In, into Aqua Teen still, so I just genuinely don't know why. I, I've come around to the film, especially all of last year on my uh, Patreon. I covered the film like a, a, across the whole year in like eleven minute segments. Oh wow! So I really came to appreciate it because of that. And you're right; it, it's a lot more quotable. It's just more in line with an Aqua Teen episode. And again, whether or not that makes for a good movie is is up to whoever's watching it. Yeah. Um. So I I I don't want to seem like I'm overly negative on the film or that I don't like it. Cause that's very much not true, but uh, to plantasm, like, you know, I don't think plantasm is really as quotable as colon movie film, but it's not trying to be, because again, it's trying to tell a story there. Yeah. But one criticism I have about plantasm, because I don't want to just like act like I love it entirely is I really wish that they, I, th- I think they tried to stay away from fan servicey elements, which again, I'm fine with. But I, instead of the Fraptaculans and Japongaloids, I really wish that they had the like Moonanite creatures and Plutonian creatures yeah. working at Amazing. I think that would have solved a lot of people's dislike for the film because it was too much new stuff. Yeah, I think it didn't. It didn't even have to be the Moonanites and Plutonians as we know them, like like uh, Ur and Ignat and uh, Emery and Oglethorpe. It could have just been like creatures like them. I think at least visually, yeah, and people would have been happy. I wish that I kind of that, that's like the one thing I wish that they did differently. Definitely. And also, like, I also think that 
I have like a very controversial opinion where I think the Plutonians are funnier than the Moonanites, actually. Oh, I, I I'm with you on that. Like, I think that I think they should put the Plutonians in like everything. So I really do wish like I, I would honestly be fine with like um Oglethorpe and Emery also working in like the Amazon. Like, I wish they did. That would have like that would have been so funny. I feel like it would have been easy for, yeah. for Matt and Dave to like write that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like that stuff. I, I don't want to speak for them, but writes itself. I could just imagine Oglethorpe and Emery trying to work in a factory and it's the funniest thing. Yeah, I hope they use they use the Moonanites a bit more in like the second half of the show. Mm-hmm. I hope we get more Plutonians in like these next five. Like I would love to get more Plutonians. Because... I got I got bad news for you, buddy. Oh no, Plutonians. Well, because when I posted that I did that voice line, Andy Merrill commented saying, "Oh, that's that's one more line than I got to do Aww. on the new season." So I mean, unless he was lying, I don't think he was though. Boo! So, I love yeah. I love Andy Merrill so much. He's so good. Wow. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. Because after Colin movie film, there was, it seemed like a very intentional choice to not really reuse characters. Yeah. In the way that, that Aqua Teen was known for. Like, they have such iconic characters. I mean, I don't think they expected the Moonanites to be as big as they were, but they have like the, you know, the Moonanites, Plutonians, and so many great characters that they at least showed us visually in, in Plantasm, at least. But I just don't understand. It seemed like Matt and Dave almost had an aversion to, to writing characters from previous episodes into new ones i don't know why because we love those characters it's especially like it's especially the ones like that were already recurring like plutonians moonanites cybernetic ghost mcp pants and like dr weird and steve like after the movie they're all but like gone from the show right like, they get one appearance maybe outside of the moonanites um i think space caduce is one of the funniest episodes of like the um yes i love space because that was also I have a I have a lot of attachment to um Aqua TV show show because I got into Aqua Teen in like spring summer of 2013 so that was the first that was like the first season I watched like live and I remember like I mean I wasn't I only just got into it a couple months ago but I was like oh they're bringing like the Moon Knights and Plutonians back for an episode like fuck <laughs> right. yeah 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 like I was so excited for them to do that but um yeah I do hope in this new era of Aqua Teen they re- like they do more with the plutonians because they're so funny mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. we, they're in like they're they're in stuff because they're in like um like the uh the last one whatever like i'm not gonna recite the whole title no it's <laughs> the, the greatest story ever told they're in the greatest story ever told right we see yeah we see them and like um they're in aquadonk and like mike shots is in like mm-hmm. um a bunch of the um he's in like panels and stuff for like Aquadonk. right so it's like yeah they these guys are around just like mm. i i really want to get more of them because like i said i do think they're like the fun like they get some of the funniest lines of of colin movie like oglethorpe gets so much of like this is the funniest shit to do in that movie and mm. i really wish they would just like use him more you know right but right, yeah I, well and i i did a on my again i'm not trying to plug my patreon but no go I ahead did, plug. I, I did i did <laughs> no well, I, did, I did i did a space Cataz coverage there and i have some interview audio with matt malero and i was asking him about uh, uh space did i say space Cataz or space caduce i meant space, space Cataz. Cataz. okay good 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 uh he said that he loves those he loves the plutonians he loves writing for them so that's why i'm just like bring them back dude <laughs> yeah Let's get like, more of them. Like we love them too. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, like as as we could see, especially in Plantasm, they're not afraid to do the Moonanites, but also they voice the Moonanites. And I, I 
you know, I know that they script stuff, but I think a lot of the Moon Knight stuff is very ad libbed. Yeah. And so I think it's just easier for them to do that. But still, it's yeah, I don't I don't know. I'd, I I wouldn't complain if we got more Plutonians. That's yeah, that's that kind of thing where it gets easier to, for them to do the Moon Knights because they voice them. That's mm. also that's a huge thing with the Venture Brothers where like um like obviously three of the four mains of the Venture Brothers aren't voiced by by like Doc and Jackson, like the mm. Venture Brothers guys, but like almost everyone else in the cast is. Right, right. And like it feels like if you're a character voiced by either Doc or Jackson on that show and they like doing your voice, then you're like you're in and you're going to get stuff written for you for a while, which is also why I feel like that show has like a bit of a problem, like writing women because the only woman on that show is voiced by doc hammer because <laughs> he voices her. And I feel like, right. I feel like so much of the venture brothers is built out from them, like just talking to each other, which is another mm-hmm. similar thing with like the moon Knights here. But right. yeah, I have to talk about the venture brothers in every episode of this podcast or I die. <laughs> like it is just like, it's, it's just like a compulsion. I've, I've noticed this. I feel like there's maybe like two or three episodes of owls only where I don't bring up like the venture brothers at all. Like mm-hmm. I relate like everything to it at some point or another, but, um, which, which show got you into adult swim? Did you see Aqua Teen first or venture bros first? Oh, it's Aqua Teen. It's definitely Aqua right. Teen. It's so, definitely Aqua Teen, but I'm more attached to the Venture Brothers characters because um, Aqua Teen is much more ship posty, and they didn't really get into like, like they didn't pull you into like caring about the characters in the same mm-hmm. way. I think, and also um, Venture Brothers has like so much lore and so many like mysteries that just I just like, get obsessed over. Whereas mm-hmm. Aqua Teen is just like, just like funny, you know, like right. Venture Brothers will has like, like Venture Brothers has like the lore of like, of, of like a fucking like Marvel or DC universe. And they mm-hmm. just like let you speculate over it. And like, it's just like it, it like, that show just like draws me in like so much. But, but um, Aqua Teen was my first like true love with Adult Swim. Like in my mind, the shows, they're kind of similar, like they're kind of doing the same thing. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not like the hugest Venture Brothers fan, but yeah, like Venture Bros, I think a big part of the appeal is that it is showing like the just organized side of villainy, but in kind of like a human-ish way. Yes. And it's kind of the same thing with Aqua Teen, where we see these like villains who are like professional villains, but they're just so goddamn incompetent, they can't do anything. Like really, like especially the episode, the last one in season two, when we have the Moon Knights trying to bring everybody together to attack the aqua teens and they just like can't get it off the ground so i always kind of found the shows similar in that way and that like venture bros obviously was kind of spoofing johnny quest and then aqua teen aqua teen wasn't really trying to spoof anything but it was supposed to you know like they had to kind of make it like a spoof in the beginning of like a detective show so i found that interesting the way that the the shows are kind of similar so i think it makes sense why so many people like both I have never put that together in like my 10 years of being into this stuff, but that makes (laughs) so much sense. Like Mm -hmm. I have never put that together, but now that you say that, that makes like so much sense with like how incompetent, like most of the, most of the Aqua Teen villains are. I feel like also a lot in the later seasons, most of the villains we get are like humans and not like, um, right. Right. Or like there's like people that, which I do think there's funnier stuff in there. Like, I don't know. I I used to be like when I was younger. I used to um, dislike the post movie seasons. Like not mm-hmm. not just. Dis- I used to like them a lot less. Sure. But every time I rewatch them, I like them more and more. 
Mm-hmm. And I do think that like a lot of the stuff they do, like they do like two episodes with Carl fighting over one of the Aqua Teens for like a woman's affection. And I think both of them are so funny. Mm-hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. I get, I become a lot more accustomed to them like dealing with humans in the second half. And I think it's so fucking funny, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it's just, I just, I really do love this show. Like I do think that, um, like I said, like this is, I would probably put like Aqua Teen in general is probably like my fourth favorite show. Like it goes like Venture and then like Futurama and Steven Universe are constantly fighting for like second mm-hmm. place. And then like Aqua Teen, good. Like it's just, it is one of those, it is like the foundational show that was like my gateway drug, like into Adult Swim. Sure. Yeah. Um, which is why I love both these movies so much because I do love like one thing that I talk about always on here because I'm, this is like, this is the third Adult Swim movie episode I'm doing in a row, I think. Because I did, like, um, Venture Brothers movie. I just recorded the Metalocalypse movie yesterday. And I'm doing, mm-hmm. like, the both Aqua Teen movies now. So, like, I do thing I bring up a lot is I do love when, like, my dumb cartoons become movies. Like, I was so, so, so stoked in the Bob's Burgers movie when that came out. And, like, it was just so fun to get, like like because bob's burgers i do think is like an adult swim show in spirit in terms of like how many people on that right show are yeah alumni yeah and so like it was so like fun for me to get like four adult swim movies in the span of like 18 months you know like so not even eight, like 14 months honestly like may 2022 to like august 2023 it's like like 14 or 15 months but um yeah, we can start wrapping this up. Do you have anything else you want to talk about with the um, Aqua Teen movies? Like either uh, of them? Yeah, I, I was a little bit surprised with Plantasm when they announced it because they, I think the first thing they showed was the beginning of the film where we're yes. like in space. And to me, it was obvious. I'm like, obviously, this is going to be a story that Shake is telling, just like yeah, the movie film. And I saw a lot of people online that were very angry. Like, why are they in space? Like, this is an Aqua Teen. People who were very upset about it. But I think the thing thing that surprised me was I'm like, okay, so you care about Aqua Teen enough to get angry about this, but you also don't understand it enough to not, like, immediately pick up on the fact that this whole action scene probably isn't, like, actually happening in the movie. So I, I I was very surprised by that and how upset people were. And then I see people now complaining about how there's parts of the film because like when you start the film you know the moon knights come in and then we get like we see how long the movie it says it is and it's like two hours or something oh, we shit. need to talk about that after this too the moon knights thing of yeah playing. yeah um and then they keep like fast forwarding through like these like crazy action scenes but then also like boring scenes like oh they're in italy just looking at art and stuff like that and yeah. i see people online complaining like uh why did they fast forward through that like the action scenes those look like they'd be so good and it's like dude that's the joke like how are you upset (laughs) like and and again like if somebody on the street was upset about that i wouldn't care about that but it's the fact that people are so into aqua teen that they'll go online to rant about this and i i see it's like the same people a lot of the time doing this yeah but then they don't understand the joke i'm like what's going on here buddy it was glaringly obvious that that opening scene they released i think it was at adult swim fest it is so obvious that it's just like shake telling a story yeah i feel like if you've seen like three episodes of aqua teen in your life you would like get that concept like Mm -hmm. it was just so obvious to me but yeah so um 
the movie Plantasm does an incredible thing with like, and I haven't tried it in a while. I don't know if it's still working or not. I did it last night or this morning. It, it still works. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Awesome. I, I hope that it just keeps going for like 15 years. Like I want people to discover this movie in like a, like a Blu-ray bargain bin in like 15 years and like just do it. I, I really hope it, it just like keeps working. But um, so they do a thing where you can like text a number and have the Moon Knights harass you throughout the entire movie. And they were they told us because like obviously it's part of the movie itself. So they had to tell us about it at the screening. And they mm. were like, we're sorry, you can't use your phones during the movie. Like they made it, <laughs> they made it very clear. They're like, we're sorry, you right. can't use your phones during it. Right. But um, did you watch the special feature that like showed you like all the diff- all the texts they wanted to send? I saw, I saw, I watched some of it. I know I'm going to cover it on my podcast at some point, so I didn't watch the whole thing. But yeah, I know that there's like way more than they were allowed to do. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a better deleted movie than the one that's on the um than the one that's on like the Cohen movie set. Really? Oh. Because like I I mean I don't know I, I I remember every time I watch the deleted movie afterwards it immediately leaves my brain I forget everything that's in it besides like deleted scene stuff. But mm. I remember just like having so much fun just like reading all the different texts that pop up on the screen during the um deleted yeah. movie. This also has like commentaries too, and like that really awesome music video with mm-hmm. like the. Oh, entire... I love that. Yes, I love that music video, mm-hmm. and this is like um, also the first movie DVD is one of the best Adult Swim DVDs that's ever been put out. I think, and there's so many great extras on it. Do you know about the disc rot with that DVD? Yeah, a lot of people like their. I don't know if it's their first or second disc. Like, doesn't work or something like that. It's both for a lot of people. Mm. Um, mine somehow miraculously has not. I watched it again like uh, three hours ago before this. Mine is somehow like not broken yet, but they mm. did reprint it as part of the as part of like the um 20th anniversary set. So I do have that as well in case um like mine breaks down at some point. Mm-hmm um also thank god they finally put those last three seasons on dvd because i'm very happy about that i know um, i know even if it was so like good. kind of a lazy way to do it because there's no yeah. like special features or anything like at least they're out there at least they're out there mm. and it's immediately going to be like nullified when there's five more episodes that are not on dvd i know but, <laughs> as soon oh. as they're all out finally then it's yes. like here's five more <laughs> exactly but um those sets got they did one for every adult swim movie like they did adventure one and a metal one and they got like progressively worse like the metal one is so bad they straight up lied about including something like really there's like a hour-long metal aquip special called the doomstar requiem which mm-hmm. is like maybe the best thing from the show that was never released on dvd in america so they're like okay we're gonna put this on the set and so i'm like cool just like the aqua teen set it's not on there at all they just compl- and like they set up a thing where you can email them to like get a replacement disc. So I did. I've heard nothing back yet. But they just like they just straight up lied. Like they just like full on lied up. about it, which is really funny. But um, that's not that's not like a small thing. That's like ah whatever. I'll be like that's like a big thing that I'm sure people were buying it just for that. I bought it just for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like okay, then they don't. I, I mean, like obviously the Aquatine one doesn't have Shake Like Me on it. Yeah. Um, which to me is weird because they just reprinted the year before that DVD and it had the episode on it, even after it was really? pulled from. Yeah, I I have it. One of the reprints from like less than a year before the Baffler Meal box set and it has it on there. So I don't understand why they thought to take it off. That's weird, interesting because yeah. I knew I knew it wasn't on Baffler Meal, but I'm like, um, I did not know that 
it was on the reprint set. That yeah, is dude. interesting. I'm not, yeah, I'm not shitting you. It's, it's on there. So that's why I'm like, they went in to take that episode off when they just reprinted it within the past year. Like, why? It's so weird. That is, yeah, that is very, very, I had no idea that they did that. Mm-hmm. But um, speaking of that, there is like, because um, like a, a lot of shows got episodes like that banned. There's an Always Sunny one that I caught on cable somehow that is banned on like- <laughs> I know the one, yeah and dvd Mm -hmm. like i was at my friend's house we were like watching always sunny like on demand or like his like fios box and like we just put on like a whole season because it was like free and -hmm. like that episode comes up and i'm like oh this is the one that's like i haven't seen because it's not on dvd or on hulu and like but it's on here somehow like it's Mm -hmm. on cable Mm -hmm. but um yeah it's this it's it's kind of a good time to be an aqua team fan i think like we had this like there's way more because like for Eight years, it was really dead. Like I was, like I really thought they were never gonna make more Aquatine. Like, um, did, were you like, were you like super into it by the time um the last season was airing, or no? No. Okay. So my history with the show, like I said, I watched it in uh, middle school. Basically, I was like huge into it so much so that it literally like informed how I tell jokes because because mm-hmm. I was so young, just watching those DVDs on repeat all day. Because I wasn't really that like I liked Family Guy and The Simpsons and stuff, but like they weren't my show like mm-hmm. Aqua Teen was like I didn't I didn't never buy those on DVD but Aqua Teen yeah. I would just watch and then I fell off for a while and you know I'd catch it here or there on so like I saw like an episode like when season five was airing I caught some of those and I was like it was the ones with Markula and Carl and I'm like where's the fucking Aqua Teens I'm like what I, I didn't even know what I was watching yeah at that point I was like what obviously now I understand what they were doing but no so like the rest of the show, I, I think after season five, I didn't see any on TV. And I th- I just didn't really watch cable that much, I yeah. think was the main reason. And the reason I started the podcast was because I started re- kind of rewatching it. Um, like I, they have it like on an Adult Swim site. They had streams of it. Yes. And also I, I would just like watch like some of the later episodes and then they announced the movie and I'm like, oh shit, I should do a podcast about that. So that kind of reignited my uh, love for it. So I was very much not like involved while it was still on the air after yeah. season four honestly i remember that final season like the aqua teen hunger force forever because i was like 15 years old i'm like peak being like a moody little like shithead teenager mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's also that's the summer of um of bojack horseman season two and rick and morty season two mm-hmm. so and also the summer i got into moral oral so i'm like peak annoying like like asshole and i remember what i was so because i thought the half hour episode was the real finale i remember mm. getting so so upset about it because aqua team was like like one of my favorite things in the world at the time like mm. i thought i thought it was a completely serious i remember getting so so upset about it and then they put that fucking um real finale episode on the website like a day later like hidden right right so funny right. Yeah, well, so Matt, Matt, I, I don't remember if it was Matt or Dave, but one of them is like, yeah, we wanted to keep putting episodes out like that, too, <laughs> but they but they wouldn't let us do that. So that'd be so funny. Like an extra they wanted to keep. <laughs> yeah, just like, here's the end and then keep putting new ones out after that. Yeah, which obviously isn't really the first time that they kind of pulled a stunt like that. Um, It's keep making more. They just keep making more. It's like Futurama. Right, right. Keep yeah, exactly. Back. Exactly. Uh, I, I want to mention about the texting element, though. Again, you could you could text in while you watch the film and then it sends you. I love that they they do send you the like final shot of the film like right yes. away is so funny because it's so nonsensical. So it's not like it really spoils anything, honestly. But I before the film came out, I was I had Nick Gibbons on my podcast and I was kind of asking him about like, how long do you think 
that the texting will be available for because I don't see it still being working in 10 years you know what I mean yeah but Nick's like oh I don't know like we're not going to be around in a few years anyway so it doesn't matter but I, I I genuinely wonder like I was I was kind of expecting it to not work when I texted it this morning but yeah I, I guess we'll see when, when it goes offline I don't think that any of the guys involved in the show would have an answer to that but I had like I had a unique experience with that, like that specific thing of them sending like you the final shot of the movie because I didn't get the texting until like the Blu-ray was out. So, mm-hmm. but I but I knew what that shot was because I had seen it like oh unspoiled. yeah yeah absolutely. So I had seen what that shot was. So I was like, because they said we're gonna send you the final shot of the movie, and I'm like, oh, that's funny. And they actually, and I was like, oh, they just they actually just did. Like they just they yeah. just straight up did. Like <laughs> I was so surprised because I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's funny. Oh no, they just actually did. Yeah, oh. that's great. That's great because like when I first saw the movie, I was like, this is probably just so, like they're probably joking. There's no way that this is the real end of the film. But then it was. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Um. Yeah, I just I talking about talking about both these movies make me realize how much I love like both of them. Like mm-hmm. I just love I love Adult Swim movies. I want more of them. I think like they should just like I would I would honestly like I would you know how like um Warner will release like like five like shitty Scooby Doo movies a year. Yeah, <laughs> just do that with Aquatine. Like give I us know. Give, give us the Aquatine Space Jam movie they're joking about. Like I'd watch mm-hmm. the fuck out of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm so glad that you said this because this is my sentiment as well of like, I wanted Plantasm to just be different. And we have these two very different films that we can enjoy. And it's it's unfortunate that some people just want the same kind of film yeah. that they can enjoy. But I mean, yeah, you're right, is that we have just these very different experiences. And it's, you know, if you love these characters, I don't know why you wouldn't want to see them used in, in these different ways. Yeah, it's just, it's great. I feel like... um and Plantasm is better than three out of the four Futurama movies. So, oh, um, you got four Futurama movies. Jeez, Yo, do you know about that? No, man. I, I, no. Oh yeah, there is four Futurama direct to um direct DVD movies. Wow. Is... I knew that they had some. I didn't know that they had that many though. Jesus. Yeah, they had like four. It's I... crazy. Not to get into Futurama, but like I watched it when it was on Fox, and then it came to Adult Swim, and I'd watch it there. And then I kind of fell off. So I haven't even seen like the first reboot. So like I didn't know what they were doing, but that's crazy. Like I, I think it's great. Like I think it's a great show. I'm glad that they're putting movies out and they got that new season, but I didn't know that they had that many films. Three of them are not great. The first one is like <laughs> the first one. Well, the first one also came out the same year as this, as like Aqua Te- the Cohen movie and Simpsons movie. And like it is exact it's everything what you it's everything you want from a Futurama movie. Mm-hmm. And the other three are just weird. Like they're mm-hmm. they're really weird. And I they're none of them are really that good. But the, but the first one is good enough for all four of them, so it's fine. But um yeah, do you have anything else about the Aqua Teen movies? Yeah, I, I just want to say that you know, for as different as they are, they do have some similarities that I like. Um, for, for example, I mean, I feel like the most glaring thing is that they both have the Aqua Teens in them, which yeah. is a, a nice. I appreciate that they did that. But both films really play with the medium that they were intended for. Like, Colin Movie Film has that intro bit with, like, the, the groovy time for a movie time thing. And they kind of acknowledge that it's a, a theater experience. Oh, yeah. And then Plantasm... It, it acknowledges that it's a streaming experience and that it was like on Blu-ray and stuff because they're like, oh yeah, this is direct to, to Blu-ray or direct to uh, VOD or whatever. So I like that in both films that they did that, that they like kind of played around and 
with that format because most films don't do that they just jump in and say okay let's do a movie not let's fuck around with the format like the like the vod squad on like the basketball like team in the intro too mm-hmm. like yeah i i never thought about that how they both like play around with their like specific format like they talk about how it's like 1999 to rent or whatever which is that is how like they do that which is like crazy mm-hmm. but right. um yeah i never even took that into account like um how like how they played with the format like that mm-hmm. but yeah a lot of my notes on this move on these movies are just like it's just me like writing down things that i laughed at in colon movie because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's just such a good fucking movie yeah what, let me let me hear what you got what, what what do you got for these movies what do you mean what do i got like what like what else do you got like if you have anything else like like you know like run down like what you like what else do you have about the about these movies you know like to say about them yeah oh, okay <laughs> um i think it's I told you I don't I, we weren't recording yet I I think. I said that I'm I'm not an adult swim guy. Like I grew up watching it. A lot of my favorite shows happen to be adult swim shows, but yeah. I don't like really watch it anymore. Yeah. Um, I I'm not familiar with it, but to me it's very beautiful the way that Aqua Teen has triumphed in these ways because when Adult Swim launched, you know, they weren't even showing Aqua Teen every week. Aqua Teen was the underdog. Like they they put way more, it's, it's, from my perspective, way more effort and time into like Harvey Birdman. And I think they th- thought C-Lab would do better. And oh, Aqua Teen outlasted all these fucking things. And it yes. got the first Adult Swim movie. And then, you know, all these years later, people still love this this underdog of a show that it got a second movie. And it's getting, you know, brought back in whatever capacity. And I think you know as as we've touched on there's a lot of debate between maybe which film is better but more so i think people just saying that they hate plantasm but i hope people can appreciate that like the legacy that this weirdo underdog of a show has and again it's it's like the only 4k adult swim show yeah. so i mean it's just like regardless of the content of the films i think the fact that they get to do these is it just it uh you know as somebody who loves aqua teen it, it almost uh verifies my existence of loving this show so much and i hope other people can feel the same way it just it literally just keeps coming back and like it's yeah it's i love how it, that's also a big thing with Ultimate in general is that like so many things are just like could have been just like doomed to die that just keep like existing because of adult swim mm-hmm. um but yeah it's just it's fucking great i love how aqua Teen just continues to like it's always it it always keeps coming back right and i and you know against everyone's expectations even matt and dave are like i think they're like how the fuck is this still like i can't believe people like this as much as they do or that this is getting brought back but i think everyone kind of feels that way but we're happy every time that it does it is i feel like it is the thing that connected with the mainstream the most before rick and morty came out Mm -hmm. like it is it was like they are like even so rick and morty is like transcended adult swim in a popularity sense to where mm. i think the aqua teens are still like the adult swim like mascots you know right right like, right they are the face of adult swim like rick and mm. morty is like transcended it a little bit to where it's not like really like adults like they're not like the face of adult swim you know right right 
yeah i mean not, not to get on onto that but like i got i saw rick and morty via friend's recommendation in like 2015 maybe yeah and so like this is before my recollection of it is before it blew up because i didn't really i never heard about it before then and i watched it and yeah like i i thought it was okay like i was it it didn't feel like what i'm used to from adult swim stuff at least my experience of adult swim up until like 2010 probably yeah um so yeah it's like it's this juggernaut for the network but it's also like its own ins insular thing it really is it really is it is like i have noticed also um smiling friends is kind of like their new really big show and yes. that has taken a lot of lessons from like aqua teen i think like i feel like that show doesn't exist without like an aqua teen in the world I and agree, i'm excited yeah, yeah. to see like both because like they're both like aqua teen supposedly coming back in the fall smiling friends season two is probably coming back soon as well like i would love to see like an aqua teen smiling friends like block together because mm -hmm. i feel like those shows play off each other like pretty I well i agree yeah 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 i yeah because i i don't check out a ton of new adult swim shows but i have seen a lot of smiling friends and i liked it a lot it felt to me more like what i go to adult swim for oh yeah and, uh, so yeah like i think that like you said i think they could both you could air them together and it wouldn't be like what's going on here <laughs> yeah it, although 2015 that they had like a really good power block with um they had like uh season two of rick and morty um season two of your pretty face and the final season of aqua teen all aired like back to back, wow. to back. that was a fucking banger block like, yeah that's that's a that's a big one. Oh, it was so good like they don't do that anymore adult swim doesn't really run shows together anymore they just kind of like they run a show for like 10 weeks and then they like go and run it um and then they go run like a new show for mm -hmm. like t another like like four weeks. Like they don't really run shows together in blocks anymore, which you do kind of miss. Right, right. Yeah, it's like obviously with Adult Swim, I think that I don't, I don't want to say that they're struggling, but they're just trying to, uh, you know, compete in a drastically different world than the one that it started in. Yeah. And I think that's the same for Aqua Team too, is like you can see that with Plantasm is... I'm not saying that they made the film the way that they did to try and appeal to like a more mainstream audience. Yeah. But like, I, you know, it's again, it's like, it's not 2007 anymore. So I think we're kind of seeing that reflected at least in Aqua Teen. I, I haven't seen the Venture Bros movie or the Metalocalypse one. So maybe you could speak to how different those are from the shows. But like, that's kind of my impression is like, they're just trying to like keep their holding and their footing in, in the modern world, I guess. Well, what's going on? Well, the Venture Brothers movie is made specifically for freaks like me who have rewatched the commentaries multiple mm -hmm. times. <laughs> like the Venture Brothers movie is made for like the biggest super fans, and a lot of people who aren't super fans or more casual fans don't like that movie as much. Mm -hmm. Um, and the Metalocalypse movie is just delivering on what it set up ten years ago. But what I do think with Adult Swim, what they're doing right now is that like after Lazo left, it really is like everything changes after that because like almost everyone gets fired right after Lazo leaves like a year mm -hmm. after Lazo leaves and then like all the company restructuring so Adult Swim still exists but like when Aqua Teen was being made originally it was being made as a byproduct of like William Street you know mm -hmm. like Aqua Teen is being made because of William Street but now Aqua Teen is being made because people like Aqua Teen you know <laughs> right right like right, yes. Aqua Teen does not ex Aqua Teen existed because Dave and Matt were at William Street and they like you know liked making it and it made money but now Aqua Teen exists because it's a brand people like 
mm-hmm. and people and like Warner Media will pay them to make more Aquatine because they know that it's like lucrative. Whereas beforehand, like Aquatine was made because like they like making it and Lazo like making it, which is also why it got canceled. Because mm-hmm. we talked about earlier how it's like not a great business move for them to cancel Aquatine because it's so cheap and it's just everyone likes it. But Adult Swim, for the first 19 years of its existence, was run entirely on the whims of Lazo, which is mm-hmm. why so many things happened. Like, he ended Aquatine because he wanted to, quote, move on from it. Like, that was just him personally. I think he wanted to see Dave and Matt do other things. Right. Like, I think Your Pretty Face um, is, like, an amazing, incredibly hilarious show. Yeah. And that, a lot of that comes after Aquatine. But, um, like, so much of Adult Swim, like... The big thing that people need, like, I, the biggest thing I want people to understand about Adult Swim is that, like, for the vast majority of its life, everything on that network lived or died by, like, the whims of how Lazo was feeling on that day, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he orders, like, he, he loves how dark season two of Moral Oral gets and orders a darker season three. And then, like, they turn into scripts, like, titled Raped. And he's like, nope, we're done. That's, <laughs> yep, that's, yeah, no, we're, yeah, we're yeah. done. And mm. then, like, or he loves Metalocalypse, and then he gets into a fight with, not a fight, Brandon, but, like, there's a rumor that he got into, like, an argument with Brandon about, like, it being too, like, story-driven or not, or not, yeah, it being too story-driven, not funny enough, and so Metalocalypse is canceled for 10 years and stuff like that. Like, Adult Swim didn't operate based off of what would make the most money, because Metalocalypse had an extremely dedicated fan base, and still does, mm. and that final season would have, like, been made a lot of money for them but because it was lazo running it he's like no that's Mm -hmm. it it is it is entirely lives and dies off of like what lazo wanted and now that lazo is gone and most of william street is gone it's still like i the spirit of adult swim still exists in the shows that are on the network i think Mm -hmm. but it is these shows are being made for warner they're being made for hbo max they're not being made as a byproduct of william street exists and they need to fill time you know right right exactly yeah and that and that's the reason that they had so many weird shows and that those shows were able to be given a chance is because a lot of those employees they were like nine to five employees of the company so it's like look you're you're here all day today like go work on something as opposed to just bringing in you know freelancers or something to make a specific project which is also what Fish Center is too, which is I think um Fish Center has um one of the hosts of that show was Matt Harrigan, who mm. who's like obviously a big space he was a big space ghost guy and he voices Major Shake on mm. um Aquatine and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like I've noticed I noticed a lot because I've seen the vast I've I've seen like a large amount of fish center episodes like they're great to put on and just like fall asleep to and that show has a very similar cadence to like space coast coast to coast Mm. where they'll play off like because that they had to make an hour of fish center every day five days a week Mm -hmm. for eight years right yeah so a lot of that show plays off just like silences like space coast does you know Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that is like that it does feel like the next evolution of that sort of like thing. And even like Gamuseru Machu Picchu, like Max's show, that is the next evolution of um like a perfect hair forever type thing. But it's being made by a guy who was raised on anime, who was raised mm-hmm. on like, you know, having things like Toonami and Crunchyroll, whereas Perfect Hair Forever is made by like a lot of like Gen Xers who idea of anime is like, you know, Dragon Ball Z and like Astro Boy. Right. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
So you see more specific parodies in Gamusetu, like you see stuff like they're making fun of like food wars and like Jojo and stuff like that. Stuff that like if they even if they did like I know Jojo just I know Jojo's existed for a long time, but like even if shows like that did exist in like, you know, the early 2000s, like these Gen X guys wouldn't really know about them. Mm-hmm. Not to discredit them because they are responsible for bringing like, you know, like Fooly Cooly and Cowboy Bebop. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it is like you you definitely see the evolution there in, in like two generations of William Street guys mm-hmm. between like, okay, these are guys that like have like Dragon Ball Z tapes and like, you know, like Funimation, like One Piece tapes versus these are guys that are raised on Crunchyroll and raised on like having like Toonami around and stuff. Right, like that. right. Which I think right, is, is right. interesting to think about the whole like evolution of Adult Swim as a whole. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, I guess with, with Plantasm, like we have to remember that Matt and Dave, like they wrote an episode of Space Ghost where 15 minutes of the episode of Space Ghost just following a fucking fire ant. Yes. That they aired on TV. And I, I kind of got those vibes too from the whole Moon and Night segments of them fast forwarding. Cause it's like, exactly. wow, they're really doing this. They're really like, here's all this shit that you're not going to get to see. Like, so I think that that spirit, you know, still kind of lives on in, it in really does. whatever ways that they could put it in. Obviously it's, it's not the same adult swim as it used to be, but like, these guys who were on the ground level like we do still see echoes of that i guess throughout their work yeah even in the post william street era like they dropped all of smiling friends at once on like they they only scheduled two episodes to air and they aired the full season without announcing it like they were not supposed to do that they just did it Mm -hmm. so like they still they and they still do april fools every year so they still have it like they still like they still like, at least for now they still have it in them and I do but um yeah the the spirit of adults when I do think is alive and well it's just like in the shows now instead of like in the packaging and it is also yes. like it's going to like the spirit of adult swim is going to land somewhere else and it's already starting to land somewhere else. Like things like just like all of comedy in general has been influenced so much by adult swim in the last 20 years. And so I really do think like it like it's it is going to it's going to land somewhere else even if like adult swim as a channel isn't like exactly what it used to be all even though Mm -hmm. like i think this has been a pretty good year for them so far like i i like i like every show that's come on adult swim this year every like new season of something what they're missing is the stuff that like fucking sucks like they're (laughs) missing like miss like they're missing like the mr pickles type stuff like Mm -hmm. they they trimmed the they trimmed the stuff that's like really experimental, which means there's nothing on Adult Swim and it, right now that is just like really bad. But a lot of the stuff on Adult Swim isn't something that's like, oh, I've never seen this before. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's that's where we are. We're like everything Adult Swim makes is good. Like everything Adult Swim makes is like it's really good stuff, but it's nothing like uh, most of the time it's not really like i can't believe they're doing this on tv like it, like they used to do right so right it is it's interesting it's kind of a baseline um but yeah so that's the fucking awkward scene movies um phantasm colon movie film i will say uh my wife like obviously she knows that i love aqua teen uh she's seen some episodes of the show but she watched Plantasm with me and yeah. she she liked it. Like she was laughing at it and stuff. She's never seen Colin movie film, but I think if I tried to show her Colin movie film, I don't think she'd be as into it because there's like, it's way too inside. It's way too, yeah. you know, everything we've said about it. So I think for Plantasm's strength heading out of this is that at least, you know, maybe it could turn some new people on to Aqua Teen. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. 
but um yeah i so i've had like a a lot of the movies by my first time covering like these big shows because um things like aqua teen and venture brothers are like so such like huge things for me to like tackle on this show so i don't know how to even begin to tar- start talking about them mm-hmm. but um if i yeah if i do more aqua teen seasons in the past i'd love to have you come on you can just talk about just like dvds and stuff like that you know yeah dude let me know i'd love to but um yeah so if you want to you can go ahead and like like do whatever like plugs you want to do for like when to plug like you know yeah. Patreon and stuff like that yeah if you guys if uh, you can find me at dancing is forbidden.com or ignignoct.com or uh for the for the ypf fans uh swaggerchat.com all three of those you'll find the podcast i'm on instagram at aquatine pod and i'm on only fans at ronnie's feet find me there <laughs> So you can follow us on Twitter at, at OwlsOnlyPod. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at, at MouseFitzGerald without the D. And um, my Instagram account is Adult Swim Merch Archive. Um, I post an obscene amount of merch on there. And I there's a lot of Aqua Teen stuff. Like there's a lot of like there's like a lot of Aqua Teen stuff in those archives. So if you want to see like want to go look at Aqua Teen merch after listening to this, then check out that account. But I'm looking um, at it now. Yeah. It's some good stuff on here. I think people are gonna like it oh absolutely but yeah thanks for coming on man yeah thanks for asking me man it was a lot of fun all right we'll see you guys next week well i'll see you guys next week at least <laughs> okay